And hello, I'm Dave Wagner. Welcome to another episode of Come On Down with Rich Fields. Great to have you here today. Great, oh, great being with you. Nice. <laughs> it's nice to be here, Dave. I tell you that. That's for sure. What are we on? Episode nine. Episode now? nine. I think we are. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It was busy. Yeah. It was busy weather-wise sure. here in Tampa Bay, so I was a little busy with that. But there yeah, was a little, a little, little lightning out there. This uh, is a podcast all about Rich's time in Hollywood, uh, working on The Price is Right, but with, both with uh, Bob Barker and Drew Carey as well. Uh, and it's really about game shows in general, uh, because over the years, you have lent your voice to a lot of different game shows. Nine total. Nine different game shows. So this is really all about bells, buzzers, anything game show related. So we are glad you are here today. You know, people know you best for The Price is Right. They don't probably. always know you probably about some of the other things you might have done. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about The Price is Right. We've talked about Game Show Marathon. Yep. Uh, your time on Game Show Marathon was seven different game shows? Is yep. that right? That's Something exactly like that. right. Okay. So, uh, ding, 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 ding. ding what are you I'd love to get this year. There, there you go. You still have it. Do you know what an etagere, the difference between a curio cabinet and an etagere? I don't. Not really. Uh, a yeah. curio cabinet has a back to it. Oh. An etagere does not. It does not. I had to ask Kathy Greco that one day. I said, what the heck is an etagere? And Kathy Greco is? Uh, she was a producer of Price is right, right for many years with Roger Dobkowitz. They were sidekicks, one and two, to Bob for many, many years. So when you go to a furniture store, you know how to order it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I do, in fact. I, I like to go in there and ask the guy, do you know the difference between a curio and an etagere? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you say, look what I just ordered. I, brought, uh, I ordered a brand new curio cabinet. <laughs> That's right. Um, so let's talk about uh, some of the other things you've done, because we know you've done a lot there, and some things um, you spent a lot of time doing, other things you were there for a shorter period of yeah. time. Price is right, long time. So yeah. uh, let's talk about, maybe if we can, Wheel of Fortune, because yeah. that is, that's a fan favorite. I love Wheel of Fortune. You know, yeah, do you like I it? Do. I do. I love, I love favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, kind of a simple show, but it is a, an effective show. Very much so. Yeah. And uh, I... Uh, I got it. Be, I got the job because uh, uh, of Charlie O'Donnell, the legendary mm -hmm. announcer of yep. the show, having passed away. Right. So it was. Uh, it was November first of. Uh, boy, I wish I knew the year right off the bat, but we can Google that real quick. Uh, I just remember the day. It was. It was the day after Halloween, and uh, it was late in the afternoon. And uh, my phone rang at our house. We lived in Beverly Hills at the time, and not, not because we could afford it. It's just that it was so close to the prices right when there was a condo that came up for sale mm -hmm. in this building. I said, yeah, let's take it. So uh, the phone rings, and um, it was Harry Friedman, the executive producer, long-time executive producer mm -hmm. of both Wheel and Jeopardy. Okay. And uh, he says, uh, Rich, I said, yeah. He says, Harry Friedman, executive producer of Wheel of Fortune, how are you? And I'm kind of Perplexed. Number yeah. one, how did he get my number? And what were you doing at the time? What I was in my you? studio in okay. the back room. So were you were you done with uh, the prices right at that point? What was going on? I had left the prices right, right already. Yes, and I was working part time for CBS News in LA for the the duopoly out mm -hmm. there, KCBS and KCAL Nine. The the local CBS owned and operated stations. Yeah, they were yeah. trying to make room for me. They knew I had just came off prices right, and they had called me right away, and they said, "Hey, uh, we understand you're a meteorologist. Mm -hmm. You know." come on down. <laughs> and uh, so I went and I talked to those guys and they were like, look, we, we want to have you join the staff. We just need to make some room somehow. Uh, but in the meantime, will you do some uh, fill-in stuff here and there? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll start working you in. And, and so that's what I was doing. I really wasn't working full-time yet, but there was this promise of, of work to come. Sure. And um, I was back in my studio working and uh, Harry calls and he says, hey, look, um, 
something's come up, Rich, and I need your help. And I said, what's that? And he said, Charlie O'Donnell passed away. I said, oh my God, you're kidding me. He said, yeah, it was early this morning. His family called me right away, and uh, I've been on the phone with Sony executives trying to figure out what to do. We've got uh, three, I think it was three taping days coming up, starting tomorrow, you know, the very next yeah. day. And he said, look, um, I need you to come in and uh, fill in, like, boom. Right, you know, hit the ground running and start doing shows tomorrow. Can you do it? And I said, yeah, yes, I can do it. Um, I mean, I, I knew nothing about the, the production of the show, right. but I guess you do one, you can do any of them, right? I right. Mean, at least that's what I thought. Right, but, yeah. <laughs> part of it, part <laughs> of it is just that. the enthusiasm in your voice, I'm sure, too, I, right? I, I hope so. And you yeah. know what? That enthusiasm actually got me in trouble there. So when we get around to why I didn't get the job, okay. that comes back up again. So um, Harry Friedman says, look, you know, I need you in the studio tomorrow morning at, you know, whatever, 7.30, 8 o'clock, come to Sony. I'll have everything uh, mapped out for you. I have a parking place for you. And um, I walked in, and uh, this is right, the first thing I saw when I, oh, wow. walked, when I walked in, that is right on the front of the studio. And if you've ever gone as a fan to mm -hmm. wait in line to go see the show, um, that's what you see out front. And so I stood there real quick, and I think Harry actually took that photo with me. If not Harry, then a, the security guard. But whoever met me out front uh, that time, and so right away it was, boom! You yeah. know, you're you're into Wheel of Fortune and sure. everything that comes with it. But you know, I'm still carrying with me the fact that you know, their legendary announcer of decades worth of shows had just passed away. Yeah, I mean, what a voice. Oh my God, Charlie O'Donnell, uh, what a voice. Yeah. Uh, many, many years of, 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 of announcement. I mean, he started with Dick Clark like in, back mm -hmm. in 58 sure. on Bandstand. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Charlie had been around a long, long time and did a lot of shows, a lot of award shows. I mean, uh, he was, uh, he was a, um, I won't say a mentor because, you know, he didn't like mentor mm -hmm. me, but he was certainly somebody that, that I listened to and watched and, and, and did, you know, tr tried to mimic, if I could, sure. some of his styling you know what i mean but Charlie, well, we all had those people when yeah. we were, were young where we just yeah. listened to them and it's like wow if only i could do that if i yeah. could do it like that yeah, yeah exactly if i could do it like that and you know nobody ever unless you're like a, a voice guy like rich little or somebody like that sure nobody's going to sound like charlie but you can you can get some of the nuances of charlie you know, you know what sure. i mean and so uh it, it was a crazy day i'll tell you what um there's a guy on the internet, his name is actually Jimmy Carter, not the president, sure. but his name is Jimmy yeah. Carter. And uh, he's, he's kind of known for going around and interviewing people on game shows mm -hmm. and things like that. And I connected with him a couple of days ago because he had some of the best footage I ever saw of uh, behind the scenes of Wheel of Fortune. No kidding. Yeah, and the day I walked in there, this is kind of like what was going on. And I'm going to play you this little video okay. for you real quick. Um, let me see if I can get it to rack up right in for us. And what you guys are about to see is, is literally the staff and crew the morning before a show going through setup. And this is the same. You, you, instead of the wheel being there, you could put Plinko there. It's the same exact stuff for The Price is Right or any other game show out there. So uh, Dave and I are going to put in our IFB so we can... Oh, I don't want to spoil that. that. That one's coming up. Hang on a second. Stick with me. All right. So... This is behind-the-scenes stuff of, of, of just walking in the studio and the production crew's already in there and they're hard at work, they're lining up shots, they're painting, 
They're, they're, they're getting the car ready for giveaways. They're doing uh, uh, stock ad cards uh, where they literally uh, uh, put up something that says Metamucil, you know, something like that. Sure. And then they shoot it and they still store it. So, you know, here's a guy putting stars on the back of the wheel behind the car. And it, it's just uh, painting, you know, painting the floor underneath the, the turntable. That's what they call this thing, the turntable. Is that and just touching it up at this point? Well, no, you can actually look, see where the floor is yeah. actually even painted yet. So for this particular episode, uh, they actually changed the color of the floor. So he's literally painting around everything that's there and he's painting the turntable and so on and so forth. They're getting all the set pieces together. You can obviously see the audience there. They're setting up shots uh, for the car and things like that. But it's, it's what goes on behind the scenes. Here's the art cards. These are called art cards. And um, during the show, you'll hear uh, now Jim Thornton, the, the announcer, say, you know, it's a trip to Belize. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, they'll show a stock photo right. of Belize. And then they maybe roll some video from the hotel or whatever. So these, these ladies are literally holding Campbell's soup, you know. Mm-mm, good, <laughs> or whatever this is, you the know. date lover's choice. Yeah, see, so, pitted dates. Yeah. So, uh, they still store these, even though a video camera is shooting it, they just take one frame and they still store that frame in the system and back in the director's booth. So, now this camera is released, so he can shoot Pat, Vanna, whatever they need, and not have to shoot these art cards. So there's a lot of pre-production that goes into every show. I have to believe they're not doing that these days, are they? I, I would have to believe it's digital now. Yeah. I, I would really have to believe that they have these digitally stored over the years and have what they need, and, and they no longer do art cards. Look at that. Uh, you can tell the date of this by the, the car up there. Yeah. What do you think? What year? I don't know. Well, we know it was post-presidency Jimmy Carter because he <laughs> shot this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank Jimmy Carter for the uh, use of his uh, video and film and so, so on and so forth. Absolutely. But, but it, it's a behind-the-scenes stuff that many fans don't get a chance to see. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They see Pat, they see Vanna, they see people out spinning the wheel, but, um, you know, they don't see any of the pre-production work. They literally go through a whole show. They, they, they rehearse. People used to say, oh, you look, they're getting mannequins dressed and ready. Every little uh, nuance, every little nook and cranny is taken care of. Everything's turned toward the camera perfectly. Um, you know, flowers, uh, flags, watch this. I mean, a guy literally comes up because he doesn't like the way the flag is tilting, so he's going to crinkle it a little bit so that on camera it sits in the, the right way so they get the most out of every shot. You know, I said at the beginning that this is a relatively simple show, but when you see this behind-the-scenes stuff, you realize how complicated it is and how every detail, uh, you know, is important. The production is complicated. The game is simple. The game is fairly simple. But it, I just find it fascinating to see what they go through, putting up the set pieces and getting everything ready long before Pat and Vanna walk out. The entire crew will go through a full rehearsal with their shot sheets. We talked about shot sheets, one of our mm -hmm. first shows. They've all got them for wheels, just like we did at Price is Right, and every cameraman knows where he needs to be, when, what act, what time, what he's going to do. Look at these high-angle shots. They get that pedestal up as far as they can and shoot down on the wheel. Wow. Now, when you walked in here, you had done the Price is Right. You've done some other game shows. Now you're thrown into this. Were you thoroughly confused when you looked at this and said, oh my goodness, what have I got myself into? Um, not confused. There was some trepidation because uh, they hit me right away with, um, hey, you need to uh, get up in your dressing room and start cutting some of the uh, uh, pre-production for the show. And I was like, oh, oh, I thought it was all live. I thought I did it live, live to camera. Because you had done that at the Price is Right. Correct. And they were like, oh no, there's, there's lots of what, what's called wraparound. There's lots of wraparound. Um, 
the, the intro is going to be live for you, and some of the uh, 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 prize reads are going to be live for you during the show. But everything else is all wraparound. And uh, from tickets, you know, for tickets, you know, that, that kind sure. of thing, or, or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, uh, um, if you want to be a, 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 an audience member, you know, go mm -hmm. here, go there, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of pre-production to do, and um, it, it was all done up in, they, caught, they said your dressing room but in fact it was Charlie O'Donnell's dressing room and um, there's a couple of shots of, of me working up there that's literally Charlie O'Donnell's room where he did all his voiceover from uh, pre-production for the show and everything so uh, that's early in the morning long before the show you know ever starts huh. and uh, is that just a microphone right there yeah microphone headset so I can hear the directors in back and um, you know look at the look at the reams of, of copy that are going to be gone through uh, during the show. I forget who shot these. Uh, I don't think it was Pat. Pat, Pat or Vanna shot a couple of pictures for me while I was there, but these aren't the ones. I, I, I got to believe Harry Friedman or somebody else uh, shot these photos for me. And you know, I said, "Hey," I said, "You know, if this, if this is my last day. I just want something for posterity. Would Would you guys mind?" And he was like, "Not at all, Kelly." You know. As a matter of fact, I, the the room was pretty much uh, uh, sanitized of anything of of uh, Charlie's. They had. Hmm. Boxed up, they were going to take it back to his family and everything. And, and this was just really days after his hours. death. Hours. Hours. Wow. One day, the next day, I mean, the next morning, eight o'clock. You know, you would think that there would be somebody out there that they would have on board. It's like, if anything happens to Charlie, if Charlie's out sick for a day or whatever, you're our number two that we're going to go to. You're you're the guy. Why don't they have this? I don't know why, I, or, or maybe they did and that person couldn't make it. Mm. I'm not sure what the right. reason is. I mean, we did it Price is Right. Uh, the standby guy for me was um, a guy that did uh, the family feud for, for many, many years, Burton Richardson. Oh, sure. He was also the voice of Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall! Burton Richardson. Sure. Great announcer, fantastic announcer. I missed one show. I, I told you I missed Bob Barker's last Christmas show because mm -hmm. of laryngitis, and they called Burton in right away. So he was our standby guy, and I, I don't know why Wheel didn't have one. If, if they did, maybe he couldn't make it that day. Yeah. It could have been Johnny Gilbert for all I know. Yeah. But um, for one reason or another, you know, they, they called me. <laughs> so you get in there. You are uh, trying to learn the system, these wraparounds that you're trying yeah. to. And, and how long did it take you to, to feel like you sort of understood the format? Um, it, it wasn't that day at all. Yeah. It was a few days down the line that I felt more comfortable coming in in the morning. I mean, I was still a little bit unnerved. I mean, I'm with a brand new crew, brand new set of people. I've, I've got, you know, new, new executive producers, new producers, new directors. And, you know, everybody's barking at you for a different reason, uh, whatever, whatever it may be. And um, it, it was, uh, I'll tell you, the director of the show at the time, um, I won't even, I was, I was going to get into it, why I didn't get the job, no. but uh, I, I won't even get into it. But the director of the show at the time was uh, uh, pretty particular. Mm. I'll just put it that way. No. And um, he was, I used the word barking. He was probably the only one that was barking at, at me. You know mm. what I mean? Um, he even called me the night before the show. I mean, you know, so I get off the phone with Harry. And, right. and he says, uh, okay, I'm going to pass your number along to the director because he said he wanted to speak with you as well. I said, the director? Oh. Okay. I mean, yeah. I didn't know why. Sure. I mean, I'm not on camera or anything like that. And so, um, Mark Corbin was the guy's name. And uh, so, Mark calls me up, and I've never met him before in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, Rich? I said, yeah. He says, uh, look, this isn't The Price is Right. 
this is Wheel of Fortune. I said, well, I understand that. He goes, see, you know, I don't want you doing that Price is Right announcing here. That, that doesn't fly here. I said, no, I understand, Mark. I mean, I've, I've done yeah. dozens of, of things in my life, yeah. you know. And uh, I said, do you know, I understand. I, I watch the show. I, I know yeah. Charlie's patter. I, I know yeah. the delivery. You know, it's much more subdued. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, over the top excited. Here right. it comes. You know, yeah. it's nothing right. like that at all. Right. You know. And now Pat Sajak and Vanna White. I mean, yeah. it's that subdued. Kind of straightforward. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so this guy's like, look, I, you know, I don't care what you think. You know, uh, you just need to listen to me and do what I tell you tomorrow morning. I was like, well, well, sure, Mark. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not confident in this at all. And I said, well, oh, golly, I, you know, in my head I'm thinking, great way to inspire, uh, you know, jackass. I mean, I, I, I just, I couldn't believe it, you know, and it was so unnerving. That got me more upset than yeah. having to go in and do a new show. Sure. No wonder you were going in with some trepidation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so because of the phone call the night yeah. before. And um, so, you know, here I am, I'm in Charlie's booth, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm a... Uh, I'm uh, going through some of these reads, and you know, it wasn't so much that I, I was doing anything wrong. That's for sure. It yeah. was, it was just, uh, you know, do this again, and this time do it like this, and right. this time pause here and do that, and it, it was really nitpicky. It wasn't anything helpful. That's for sure. Sure. Every show has a personality. You had come from The Price Is Right, which had its own, I'm sure, vibe. Uh, different television stations have different vibes too. Uh, was it very different from The Price Is Right? Just the the mood, the vibe at and Wheel well, of Fortune? Well, yes. Number one, remember, I'm walking in and um, I, I'm trying to be as, as sweet as I can because his, Charlie's family may be watching. Mm, I mean, sure. there was just a death. Yeah. And you could feel it. You could feel it in the studio and the people. And, and you know, uh, here I am walking in and, you know, shirt and tie, much like, you know, I'm, I'm dressed. Sure. Well, you can see me yeah. right there, right. much like I'm dressed right there. And, um, and, and nobody... You know, Harry Friedman's like, hey, this is Rich Fields. He's going to yeah. be the announcer, you know, in the interim time. And, and people are just saying, you know, hey. They weren't like, oh, yeah. hey, welcome to the show. Right. It wasn't like that at yeah, all. Yeah, they were mourning. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it was a shock to everybody because sure. many of them didn't find out until that morning. How long had he been there? Do you know approximately? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Decades. Decades. Long, yeah. long, long time. Okay. Yeah. Long, long time. Well, so people were kind of in shock, and so you did. You know, you walked in when the the mood was trying to be reverent. Yeah, was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough thing. I mean, did you feel that same thing? Because you did kind of the same thing at the Praise Is Right. Came Rob after the man passed away. Right. Um, there was a lot more time that had spanned, oh, I see. and there were other guys that tried out for the show. And remember, I had. Uh, a whole week's trial with right. Bob, then I think they brought in another guy, and then I had another week's trial with Bob. Sure. So there was a little more easing into the crew and cast right. and management than this. This was like birth by fire and just, yeah. hey, can you go in and do this? And Harry sure. was confident. He, he took me aside uh, later that morning. I told him what Mark had said to me that night, and he apologized. He said he never should have done that. You know, that, you know Mark's got his own style and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, he said, but, uh, you know, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. I said, because, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit unnerved. This is before right. the show yeah. taping. Yeah. I, I had already done the pre-production sure. in, in the morning in, in, in the booth, or in Charlie's dressing room, not in the booth yet to do the show. And, um, and Harry was as, as apologetic as he could be. It was tough. It was yeah. a tough situation. Yeah, who, who was, you know, we always remember those people who were the most welcoming to us sometimes when we were new on a job. Who was the most welcoming person to you? Uh, Harry, Harry, Harry Friedman, yeah. number yeah. one. I think he understood, uh, uh, 
my situation right. coming in. Yeah, the position you're in, difficult I'm, one. I, <laughs> I'm not trying to take over for anybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's how the cast and crew saw it, mm -hmm. but uh, here I'm just trying. To, it's, it's literally millions of dollars in production money. Mm -hmm. If they cancel a taping day, I mean, that studio then is filled with Wheel of Fortune stuff, right. and it's dark, yeah. and they can't lease it out. There's no way you can lease it out like that. Uh, it's just, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars a day in, yeah. in production costs that are going to go down the drain. Sure. And no show can afford that. Yeah. I don't care who owns it. So th the decision was made, let's, yeah. let's just get somebody else in there. And, and let's just keep going. Let's let's just try to bang these shows up. Okay, so you got through that that first mm -hmm. that first show, right? Mm -hmm. And then then how did it feel after that as you moved um, along? It was great. I, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun. I mean, the uh, announcers' booth when I was there was right next to the uh, audience uh, stadium seating. It was kind of off to one side and completely enclosed and and and, and dark black, mm. pitch black, little pin light. Um, a, a little TV monitor so I could see, you know. Smaller number of, smaller audience? Much. Yes. Much smaller than yeah. Price is right. right, yes. If Price is Right was 300, maybe there's 100 yeah. at wheel. I mean, we can check with them and see, but uh, yeah. they had a guy do warm-up. I didn't have to do warm-up. Harry told me that the, the day before. You know, I said, uh, you know, do I have to go out and do 15 minutes? No. No, one of, somebody on our production staff is going to take care of that. We don't want you to have to worry about that. You know, you, certainly not now. You're, you're, you're coming in, again, birth by fire, and, and we just want you to get the show down and the copy down right. and things like that. Was there less live um, performance on your end than there was at the Price is Right? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, other than... Uh, uh, um, you know, the, you know the opening, and, sure. and, and then the crowd screams, Wheel of Fortune. Right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Right. That's the open. That's it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. And then the show starts, and they're going about things, and then, you know, Pat might say, hey, we're going to take a break, you know, but Rich has this for you. Mm -hmm. And it would be, you know, some one of those still-stored art cards. Uh, Metamucil, if you know, but, 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 you know, something. Sure, sure. And, and, or, 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 or somebody would win something, and Pat would say, oh, you just won a trip to Belize, and, and Rich is going to tell you all about it. Rich, thanks, Pat. And, you know, a trip for two to Belize, flying out of Los Angeles, you know, just about, you know, whatever the copy was. And so it, it was easy enough for me. I was just trying to make sure that I was keeping an even keel on... Yeah. on my tone and stuff because that's how wheel was yeah i'm sure it was it an adjust, uh, adjustment for you though huge right yeah huge because you know here i am do, doing the, uh, six seven years of out of body uh excitement right kind of television sure. and, and this was so subdued huh and that's by design by design yeah. absolutely that's interesting design. um so you had your prep period there and and when when a contestant goes on the show, I would assume that they have some sort of prep, or somebody guides them because, yeah, because I, when I watch it, people seem fairly smooth, like they really know the format of this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, there's tryouts first. There's yeah, a sure. try, you got to pass a test. Right. There's tryouts, and then um, the morning of taping, mm -hmm. you know, you'll do uh, three six shows in a day. Remember, it's it's only a half hour, right. so you're banging them out like one after another. So they'll bring in, you know, 12, 15, 20 possible contestants in the morning mm -hmm. and, and they'll get them, you know, where you saw those folks out getting the set ready. Right. Well, once the crew is done setting up, uh, a, a staff member will bring out all of the wannabe contestants and they'll literally let them spin the wheel for really? the first time. Yeah. 
Huh. And Jimmy Carter's got some great video of this, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, let me dig it up while we're talking. And um, uh, uh, you'll hear this guy prompting them, okay, you know, spin it hard, make sure it goes all the way around, you know. Uh, what did it land on? Yell it out, you know. What, what letter do you want? Yell it out, you know. So they, they want enthusiasm. They, and, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, and they want they want the, the contestant to be heard. So Pat's not like, what what'd you say? <laughs> so uh, This makes sense because when you launch it at home, you hear them yell, it's like, we can hear you. <laughs> R. Yeah. Well, they got a microphone on, yeah. and the whole staff in the director's booth, and everybody can hear that. But yes. you know, in that open studio yes. and with a live audience clapping and laughing, it's a whole other story. I'm Even sure. though Pat may only be six, eight feet away, uh, you, you don't always hear everything. Sure. And you can tell that sometimes. He'll, he'll, he'll so, ask again. What, what, what was that? Right. So yeah. check out this video. Okay. Very few people see have seen stuff like this, but. Uh, <laughs> Three hundred. Give me a letter. Yeah. Good. Don't forget. Really belt it out. Okay, Sherry, follow through with it. Sherry, let's go. Okay, 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 you guys are real good. Do it that way in the game. You got to. Right? You really got to break your Interesting. So that that's the behind the scenes where they're coaching them for. That's why when they go into this, they know what they're doing. Most of the time. <laughs> you hope. Yeah. You hope. But yeah, there's a lot of coaching going on. They, they want it to be flawless and, and go right. They can stop tape if they want. But sure. um, you generally don't. You don't want to. Where do you stand in relation to the wheel? The announcer? Right. Okay, so um, let me find on this previous uh, tape here. Let me back this up a mm -hmm. little bit. There was a shot of the audience grandstands here, and I will show you exactly where the uh, announcer's booth is. I'm there it is. Okay. So that is the audience uh, section of Wheel of Fortune. Right, and pretty small. And it goes up. There's kind of stadium-ish uh, seating up from that. Okay. So the announcer's booth would be just to the right. See that guy sitting there with his arm over the over the chair on the far right-hand side of the yes. bottom? The announcer's booth is to the right of that, all self-contained and enclosed. Oh. You would never even know it was there if you were an audience member. And uh, it's completely sealed up and, and soundproof and everything. And like I said, it's pitch dark in there, except for one little light and one little monitor just to see what you're doing. The light, obviously, so you can read your copy. But uh, it's small. It's small, and it's confining and a little claustrophobic. <laughs> when the uh, audience says Wheel of Fortune at the beginning, is that all pre-taped? Uh, it takes them hours to get the audience to chant that at the right. No, it's all pre-taped. Pre I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, they got a really good audience to yeah. Wheel of oh, Fortune. It's yeah. the same one and all they the time. It and they yeah. Just, yeah, they, right, they use it. Uh, yeah. It's funny you say that because yeah. I, have, I thought that myself. Sure, yeah. I was like, does the audience? And so, you know, uh, the show's opening and everything, and I, I'm there, yes. and I'm in this little darkened booth, and I think, I, I was like, oh, no, this isn't the audience at all. This yes. is absolutely pre-roll tape. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, they've got to get it right every time. I yeah, mean, exactly. You, you can't leave that up to... Yeah. Well, that's great. So um, let's talk about Pat and Vienna, can we, a little bit? Yeah, sure. So so what were they like? When you first met them, what what were they like? Um, very welcoming, very uh, very giving. Yeah. Uh, it was actually in, in Vanna's dressing room. Charlie, or excuse me, uh, Harry Friedman took me upstairs right away. Mm -hmm. 
and said, look, that's your dressing room there. And as a matter of fact, while we're here, he knocked on Vanna's door. And she said, come on in. And I walked in, and uh, Pat was actually sitting in a chair. Vanna was on the other side of the room, and they just happened to be oh. uh, speaking with yeah. each other. No doubt about Charlie passing away the, the day before. Uh, sure. And um, Pat stood up. Vanna stayed sitting, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, I'm dressed in you know, a shirt and tie. just sure. like, uh, And they said, hey, uh, Pat, Vanna, this is Rich Fields. He's going to try to fill in today for Charlie O'Donnell. And, and Pat was like, right away, he's like, wow, boy, you know, you got your work cut out for you. You know, I, I totally understand. You know, just yeah. just do the best you can, and, and and you'll hit it out of the park. You know, I know your work on Price is Right. Yeah. You know, don't don't sweat it. And Vanna, I went over to her. I said, well, pleasure to meet you. And she's as sweet as can be. Both mm. of them just as sweet as can yeah. be. So really, really giving people in that way. They took a lot of the you know, the trepidation I was talking about away. Once they were like, you don't worry about it. Just go in and do the best you can. You're coming in under horrible circumstances. Yeah. So just, just do the best you can. You know, when you look at them, um, you know, on, on TV, it seems like, and I know people talk about Vanna White, you know, and her just turning letters on there. It is, it is a more complicated job than, you know, than I think people, people give people credit for being a game show. It's just like, oh, it's the easiest job in the world. There's a lot going on around you. There's a lot going on around you, yeah, and, and, and she may have uh, what you think is an easy job, but still, I mean, she's got to pay attention. She has to sure. know the puzzle. Sure. She has to know the puzzle. I mean, she certainly waits for the letters to light up where right. they're going to go, but she, sometimes she'll be half on her way right. there before right. they light it up, so you sure. know she knows the puzzle. That's right. Yeah. But um, no, they work They work in sync so well, and Pat... They make it look easy. They make it look easy, and Pat is so... Uh, What's the word? Uh, 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 gregarious and, sure. and and he's such a comedian. I mean, there's another guy that started as a weatherman yeah. at, at KNBC mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. That, that he's that's one of the re <laughs> that's one of the reasons after not making it uh, in game shows my first decade out mm -hmm. there that I went back to school, back to Mississippi State, got, studied meteorology to go back out there because I heard of all these guys that, that got plucked off of, you know, doing local weather and news. This is the most singular focused uh, human <laughs> being on the planet. He had a, he had a plan. To, to uh, go out to Hollywood, be on game shows, and my goodness, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, it worked out. It, yeah. it worked out. And um, I told Pat uh, later, it was ac actually, uh, we all went to Charlie O'Donnell's funeral, and um, mm. it happened to be at the Catholic Church that I, that I was a, 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 a parishioner of at the time. I had no idea Charlie and his family were parishioners there. And so uh, the funeral, oh my God, the, the number of stars at this guy's funeral mm. And here, you know, you think, oh, you know, he's an announcer on a game show. But you got to remember all the shows he did. I mean, just just a crazy amount of television shows and specials. And I mean, there were there were other studio execs there. There were other stars there. Mm. It was just nutty. The 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 you know the A-listers that were at Charlie O'Donnell's funeral. He was well loved, well loved. So after the funeral, uh, we're standing out front. What was the point of this? Uh, Pat had said something to me. Forget what what my point was. <laughs> I, I was just so enthralled by remembering about the funeral and so many famous people there. It was just crazy. Yeah, well, you know, it it is always tough taking over after a legend, no matter if it's in local television or mm -hmm. you know or, or on the national level. Mm -hmm. it, it it is tough to come in there and you're filling in. Um, you, I assume, you wanted the job there. Um, y yes, sure, certainly, but. It, it really, I wasn't like, uh, I mean, I was doing my, my best. Yeah. I, I, anything I ever did, I, I just wanted sure. to do my best, even if it was my last day. 
But I, it wasn't like I was gunning for it. Sure. CBS News had already said, look, we got a place for you, yeah. and I was going to go back to meteorology, and it was to be a, a weatherman in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're going to be a weather guy, I mean, that, that, that to me, I was always like, Enamored with that, I you know I want to have a house in the Hollywood Hills and be a nighttime weatherman on TV. Oh, I got to be great, you know. Yeah, sunny in '76 yeah. today. Sunny in '76 yeah. tomorrow. If you Santa Ana winds picking up, that's about as bad as it gets there. And um, so that the promise of that about Not to sure. happen really took a lot of the uh, angst off of uh, auditioning for this job. But okay. I, but I didn't get it in the end anyway. So yeah, yeah. You want to talk about why you didn't? Uh, I, well, um, I can only speculate. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, because of the director, Mark Corbin, I'm mm. pretty sure. Uh, he obviously had the ear of Harry and the people at Sony. And for whatever reason, I mean, I'd never worked with a guy, I never crossed paths with him, but for one reason or another, I mean, I could just tell by that phone call the night before, uh, he was just so, oh, I, I don't even know if I can pull up the right words, like almost demeaning uh, to me, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, uh, you know, and... It, or, or maybe it was yeah. the Price is Right. Maybe maybe there was something about the Price is Right. Maybe sure. he didn't get that job and it was and didn't like me because I came from there. I don't know. Who I, knows? I, I don't know. Know, you know, and you know. But I'm sure that's why I, why I didn't get it. And it might have been you know you're the first person out of the gate after after Charlie, Charlie O'Donnell died, and it just may have been a protective thing, you know, for Charlie. And I don't, you know, you just never know these things, and so often no. you, you'll never know, and you drive yourself nuts trying to speculate why didn't why right. didn't this come through for me? Right. So they ended up uh, auditioning a couple of guys. There was a poll. Hmm. There was an about.com poll hmm. done. Uh, who would you like to be the announcer on The Price is Right? I remember this. There it is right there. Oh, wow. Who would you like to be the announcer on, the, uh, on, excuse me, on Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. I mean, there's Johnny Gilbert, right. the announcer of Jeopardy. Uh, Rich Fields. Yeah. Randy West. Randy West also tried out for The Price is Right. Randy actually filled in for Rod. Uh, a number of times when Rod was very ill gotcha. and sick. Gotcha. Um, so he, you know, Randy got some votes there. Pat and Orvana, nobody voted for that. Someone yeah. else, one percent. But overwhelmingly, on, on this about.com game show poll, sure. fans were at least saying, "Yeah, Rich." Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, that's your familiar voice to them. So I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, that, and and maybe more so the name, you know, as an announcer. Sure. But, sure. Um, well, we, we should talk about, I mean, this show was wildly successful. Yeah. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. I mean, Price is Right, same thing. Yeah. Jeopardy, same thing. Um, why do you think it was so successful? Um, it, it's funny you say that. Uh, this guy I was telling you about, mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Carter. Right. Uh, in one of his videos, he actually asks uh, Charlie O'Donnell the same question many years ago. And, uh, and let me play for you. Okay. This, is, this is Charlie O'Donnell's answer to the very same question Dave just asked. Check okay. this out. Yeah, long time ago. Everybody can play it. It's one of those games that is not taxing. You, the housewife can be ironing or walk past the uh, television set and take a look at it and stop and solve the puzzle and go on with her work. And anybody can play this. You know, it's, it's Hangman. It's a game we all played as children. And uh, you know, Pat and Vanna make it so easy. But I think that's the, uh, the secret. Huh. So there it is. I mean, it's basically Hangman, and everybody can play it. So you know, it's a game you played as a kid. So it's fairly easy to play. That's so interesting. So, but he talks about how Pat and Vanna make it look so easy, and that's that's the key with all this stuff. I mean, whether or not you're announcing behind the scenes, whether or not you're you know the, the host of the show, or you're turning letters on the show, uh, the the key is to make it look kind of effortless. 
Right. And Pat, with his sense of humor, I mean, he's just a very witty guy. Yeah. He, he, he can take any mistake and, and make some kind of fun out of it and, uh, and move on. I mean, he's, he's really, really very good. I'm, I'm very happy that him and Vanna, uh, you know, signed on for, what is it, another five years, I think they've got. Wow. I mean, the show's doing great. Yeah. It's in syndication. I mean, that syndication money's pretty good. Let's talk about a little bit about syndication and how that works. So uh, a show is syndicated, so it, it's produced out in Hollywood, but then syndicated. Local television stations or local television groups buy this programming. Correct. So you go to the convention, you know, mm -hmm. the NAB or, or, or whatever it is, and, and you go there and you, you put in bids for your market. And so here we are in Tampa. Um, and uh, you know you'll have three, four other general managers there from Tampa bidding on Wheel and Jeopardy, and you got to take them both. You can't take one; you have to take them both. So uh, it's a pretty penny, and uh, Sony takes the bids, and whoever's the highest bidder for the market wins. Yeah, I wonder how much that's changed the price of those shows because there is certainly more programming out there available to people, but there's only. You know, one price is right. Well, that's there's on CBS, but there's only one wheel. There's only one Jeopardy. So, mm -hmm. uh, I have no idea what they get. Truthfully, it's got to be a, a lot of money, and, and as fragmented as the viewership is because of cable and, and yeah. Roku and all these sure. streaming devices, uh, it, it still cleans up. I know it does, still does very good. I know it does bang up numbers here at CBS Tampa. So, uh, yeah, it used to be at, at times you would see them like. What they call double stripping, where they would have you know have it air twice, you know, sort of leading mm -hmm. into the news and at the mm -hmm. end of the news, mm -hmm. and you know it, it, it was shows like that, you know, or the Oprahs or whatever, uh, leading into your newscast that could really improve your ratings dramatically. So tremendously, yeah. and and Wheel and Jeopardy back to back. I mean that that that's been the proven uh, uh, recipe at least for these two shows, sure. to, to air them back to back. You can't you split them up. I don't think even Sony will let you split them up. Hmm. you got to air them back to back. Yeah. So uh, that's an edict from them because they do so well. One is such a great lead into the other. Mm -hmm. There you go. We've heard from, from some viewers. Yes, we have. Yeah. Do we have any questions? Let's see. We do indeed. Uh, here you go. Let's throw this one up. Can you read okay. that one? Yeah. Uh, another great show, Rich. I've got an unusual question for you. Where are you and Dave taping your podcast? It looks like they <laughs> stuck you both in a small corner somewhere in the station. That could be your next behind-the-scenes photo. Really looking blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah, um, well, let's describe it. Let's show where we are. Okay. This is exactly what's behind us. Boom. Yes. If you want to know where we're at, we are exactly in the middle of the uh, newsroom with a backdrop behind us. But they're building us a studio. Yeah, they're, I know. I know. This, this is great. This is great. So, yeah, we've got people all around who listen to this all the time. I'm sure they're they're trying to concentrate on doing the news. They are. <laughs> they are. I actually took this particular picture mm -hmm. on a weekend when yeah. nobody was around, just, just for this very reason, so I'd be right. intrigued. But yeah, there's folks' desks on either side of us. I mean, there's Josh right there. Josh. <laughs> Josh has to listen every day. I mean, yeah. there's... Can we yeah, keep it down? Yeah, so yeah, there's people everywhere. I get to see Josh is in my sightline. I get to see him grimace uh, throughout this <laughs> entire podcast. Grimace? No. Oh, oh no, no, it's the same thing as a yeah. smile. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so uh, they're they're about to move us. So they they're building us a new podcast studio. So th mm -hmm. thanks. That's a really good question. That, that's great. Uh, let me see if I can find some more for you here, real quick. Okay. Uh, Jay Davis says uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to Rich's journey in broadcasting and at TPIR, a true professional that has much respect for the Barker era. Keep up the good work. Oh, you do. I mean, you still call him Mr. Barker. Absolutely. Every episode has been great. 
look into the Barber, uh, Barker area with uh, Arrow with Rich. It will definitely make you laugh and cry at the history through the years on stage 33. Rich, any thoughts on other show hosts that you didn't get to work with, such as Dennis James, Tom Kennedy, and even Doug Davidson? All the best, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. all, all pros, all, mm -hmm. all uh, uh, icons in, in game shows, all right. guys that were there when you know game shows were at their heyday. Sure. Never got to work with any of them. Um, Doug Davidson, I did get a chance to meet, and, and, and kind of became uh, CBS TV friends because he was there doing the soap yeah. opera the whole time. Uh, what was it, Young and the Restless? Yes. And um, so one of my first days, I happened to see him in the hallway. I was like, pardon me, Doug. It was like, yeah. I said, uh, Rich Fields, I'm the new announcer on the price. Said, oh, Rich, you know, pleasure to meet you. It was a really sweet yeah, guy. Yeah. I said, man, you know, I, I, you've heard it a billion times. I used to watch you about all the time. Oh, sure, so, of course. Uh, and so every time we'd see each other, or if he was sitting by himself at lunch, or if I was sitting by mm -hmm. myself at lunch at the commissary, Doug would come over and. Um, and say hi. So Doug Davidson was really cool. Uh, you know, I wish I could have worked with Tom Kennedy. I, I did get a chance to work with uh, um, back in two and two. Yeah. Uh, Don Wells. Oh, 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 uh, well, yeah, I'd worked with Don Wells yeah. certainly, but I'm talking about game shows. Oh, Don. sorry. Oh golly. See, we get on the spot here. And I can't remember. Yeah. We need. Uh, we need to ask. We, uh, we need to have somebody. Love connection. Oh, uh, 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 Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. Okay. I got to work with Chuck Woolery. Oh yeah. Who also ended two and two. Up, two and two. Yeah. Also ended up being a really sweet guy. I did yeah. a live version with yeah. Chuck a couple of places. Uh, after bringing in some pictures, we went skiing oh, no at, at Mountain High. Okay. So together. you know, we well, a while back we talked about um, you know um, not Gilligan, but the skipper too. Not the millionaire and his wife. Not the movie star. Yeah. Not the professor. Yeah, I'm a but I understand. There was there was somebody else whom you met here. Yeah, so you remember I did my first game show with Alan yes, Hale Jr. I Skipper remember that. Gilling, mm -hmm. Gilligan's yep. Island. Good guy, you say? Great really guy. sweet guy. Yeah. And um, we ended up sharing the same agent, uh, or I ended up sharing the same agent with Don Wells, who played Mary Ann on, uh, on Gilligan's Island. And my wife and her ended up becoming really good friends no for many, many years. There's, there's my wife, Christine, and Don <laughs> in the front row of The Price is Right. What? How did this happen? On the Halloween episode, Christine took her to the show. Okay. Christine took Don to the show one day, and they always sit uh, cast and crew, family and friends, in the very first row oh, wow. behind Bitter's Row. Mm -hmm. not, not the green covered seats, yes. or the blue covered seats, but the, the seats right behind them. So if you're ever watching Price is Right, yeah. just before the call downs, they'll always pan across these across the audience, and they'll literally slow down and sort of stop ah, here. So this is v these are the VIPs. Do, Correct. Do they recognize, when, when a Don Wells is in the audience, do they mention it? Well, Mr. Barker certainly would all the time, yes. Uh, and it was part of his shtick. Yeah. So, because it's kind of cool, you know, when you're a star yeah. of a show and there's other stars in the, in the sure. audience, you want to point you, them out. You, you bet. Know? So, yeah, you know, during commercial time, Bob would always, hey, by the way, Rich, did you see who's in the audience today? I sure did, Bob. Because I got to leave it for him. You know, sure. I, gotta, I can't say, well, yeah, it's Don Wells. Really. You know, that takes all Bob's thunder. Sure. Your, your, your goal is just to tee it up for Bob and let him hit it out Correct. of the park. You know, so yeah. Bob would then say, how many of you watched Gilligan's Island yeah. before? And, yeah. and the whole crowd explodes, you sure. know, because they may, a couple of them may have seen her already down there and they know it's about to come. And, sure. and he says, well, you, a, a guest of uh, Rich's wife, Christine, is in the audience with us today. It's, it's Don Wells who played Marianne on. On, uh, Gilligan's on Gilligan's Island, yeah. you know. Dawn, would you stand up and, and take a bow? <laughs> and so, you know, they stand up and they say hello and they take a bow. And it, it's really kind of cool. And, and, and Dawn had a great time. I mean, uh, <laughs> we've got pictures of her in front of the uh, the big wheel and, 
and um, in front of the doors and everything. I end, actually ended up, uh, because we had the same agent, I actually ended up um, doing a couple of gigs for her. Uh, she was the uh, coordinator and uh, the CEO of the uh, Idaho Film Festival. Oh. So um, you may remember the story of me being called in by Sid Vintage to come into CBS. It was during hiatus, since Christine and I were about to fly mm -hmm. out for a gig, and that's what it was. It was the Idaho Film Festival. Um, and uh, it was really a lot of fun. You know, it's a paid gig. I mean, he, yeah. you're not going to turn out money, especially when it's good money. Right. And so uh, there's Don and I in Idaho uh, standing in front of a makeshift a prize wheel and stuff. Uh, um, it was just a lot of fun. They, you know, they bring in people, you know, before and after films and just have a good yeah. time with them and, and do all kinds of nutty stuff. And She was uh, kind of forever youthful, wasn't she? She sure yeah. was. Yeah. And, uh, man, I tell you what, we stayed at her home uh, there in Driggs, Idaho. Driggs, mm -hmm. Idaho is where this film festival was at. Mm -hmm. She had a true log cabin. I mean, the, the big logs, the well, great big yeah. chinked logs and uh, killer cabinet. I, I, I loved it so much. I said, Dawn, I said, you know, what's property cost around here? She started telling me, I I was like to Christine on the way back. I was like, "What do you think about getting yeah, something yeah. in Driggs, Idaho? Yeah. It's so beautiful, sure. right up against the Tetons." Right. Oh my God! Yeah, it's the, breathtaking. The, oh, it's just really beautiful. Yeah. So Donna really opened her eyes to that, and, and, and a really she's a really good friend. We we were crushed when she passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. A, is that what it was? Well, that's what's in the record now. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, well. she wasn't that that old. No, 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 no not at all. I mean. Somebody started a GoFundMe page for her. Uh, it was her hairdresser, I believe, mm -hmm. saying that she was down and out and didn't have a dime. Oh. And um, there was actually a tweet from Dawn uh, right at her last days, very close to her last days, and she says, wow, I'm amazed at the kindness and, and affection I've received from the current outpouring in regards to the GoFundMe page that's grabbing so much attention, and I want to address it. She said, a dear friend of mine, uh, this is the hairdresser with a big heart, was trying to help me with some common issues we all understand and some of us must face. He created that page with love and emotion like someone oh. protecting their child. You know, and, and, and she never said, hey, uh, I need money or anything yeah. like that. He just yeah. kind of took it upon oh, himself sure. to go sure. ahead and, and do this. I, it was all put in a trust, and I believe it was all donated, but she didn't, she didn't need the money. I mean, yeah. uh, she had a home in uh, Toluca Lake. I mean, you, you know the area. It's yeah. a fairly affluent area. Yes. It's between uh, Burbank and, and North Hollywood, mm -hmm. and she had a beautiful home there. I mean, she did the smart thing. I mean, she 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 had a home right here she in, in Tampa Bay area. Yeah, in New yeah. Rocks Beach for mm -hmm. many many years. Right. So, Don had property. She she did she did the right thing with her money and, and invested right, and she was by no means broke. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was that was just a real crushing blow. Oh, I told you about the uh, booth at wheel yeah this isn't the booth but they called me in to do a special show you know how oh. wheel goes on the road yeah well they had they had cut a special show uh, what was it it was something about the great outdoors because I remember the opening act was Pat and Vanna in a canoe mm. uh, a cartoon Pat and Vanna mm -hmm. yeah in a, in a canoe and there's a bees or uh, mosquitoes buzzing around okay. and then you hear the audience wheel oh, fortune and uh, it was something about the great outdoors, and Charlie didn't finish the show, or didn't mm. even do the wraparound. Yeah. I, I guess, I, I don't know if Charlie ever went yeah. on live locations with yeah. them or not. I, I'm not even sure, but um, this is me in a production's booth uh, many buildings away on the Sony lot uh, on a weekend voicing uh, one of these specialty shows oh, wow. uh, for Wheel. So How long would that take you to do that? 
Um, about a half hour, I'd yeah. say. You know, it's it's only a few minutes of copy, but you know, with with production and them trying to get you know tape rolling and certain nuances here and there and things like that, sometimes I want you to recut stuff, but not long at all. Well, and total time at uh, Wheel of Fortune, how long were you there? Uh, I did almost sixty episodes, fifty some episodes, so a few months. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. you'll you'll and and when you got the news, did you think this is it for my game show career? What did you think? That I'm going to go work for when a I local CBS when station? When I didn't get the job? Yeah. I, I was kind of actually oblivious to it because um, I, I was done, or I had done, done so many weeks already, yeah. I, I didn't know anything about them auditioning people. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit of a shock to you? When you well, not, e yeah. e yes and no. I yeah. mean, I knew they had to do something, and there was sure. nobody talking to me saying, ah, can, can you do this? I see, yes. You know what I mean? Can, can you right. come on? Are you free and clear? Well, Harry Friedman asked me that night, are you free and clear of CBS and yeah. Fremantle Media? Can you legally come do yes. this for us? And I was. I was yeah. completely free and clear. And um, so they knew I was free and clear, but um, I think there were just other forces at work. Sure. Yep. As as happens, you you don't know always what's going on. Behind That's the okay. Scenes. I turned out. Yeah. I, I ended up all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I landed on my feet. <laughs> no, yeah, because I went to work right away at CBS. As as these fifty some sixty episodes were being done, I was getting more solidified uh, at CBS News. Yeah, and so that was all happening. It was all bubbling up and like, sure. okay, on this date, you know, you're going to be the nighttime guy yeah. and blah blah blah. And so by the time anything got around to me about wheel and them auditioning other people or even yeah. selecting somebody else it, it i wasn't even thinking about sure. it um the compare the prices right taping schedule to to how how this this tapes i mean you're you are live to tape it uh, at the prices right and how many shows did you do at one time and, and versus well uh, at versus price wheel? We, we did two a day three okay. days a week right at uh, wheel we did uh six a day six a day wow yeah. wow yeah, and it was. Uh, and how many days a week? I want to say three. Wow. I want to say three days a week. So like eighteen shows. A, Again, a you're week? asking me stuff that sure. I haven't thought about in, right. in a decade. But yeah, a lot of shows. Yeah. So they're pumping them out. They're cranking them out. Yeah, you know, the studios, the the four walls, they're they're so expensive. Yeah. Even though Sony owns the lot, I mean the money still got to make sense. You know what I mean? The production company still has to lease it out from Sony and. I know, I know it goes in this hand and it comes out into this hand. And it's Sony and Sony, but it, there's budgets and it still has to be right. You know sure. what I mean? It, it, so, did, yeah. did, was Merv Griffin around when you were? No. No, he was already gone. No. Yeah. No. I had him. Did I tell you I had a meeting with Merv planned? No. <clears throat> One of my first weeks in Hollywood, first days in Hollywood. And here I am, I'm trying to dog the biggest guys. I told you about sure. meeting Dick Clark mm -hmm. with the two Dobermans yeah, on either yeah, side of him. Yeah. And so I was hell-bent on meeting Merv as well. Yeah. And um, so I was dogging Merv Griffin Company to get a, a sit-down with yeah. Merv Griffin. And it was a no, a no, 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 sure, no, sure. no. And finally, one day, um, they put me through to um, his right-hand girl. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you know, you've been so tenacious on this, Mr. Griffin's he'll see you on this date at this time wow. and uh, what's this all about and I said well you know I'm an upcoming game show guy yeah. and you know geez, he's the king yeah you know and just want to talk to Merv and get some get some insight you sure. know any, any anything at this point in my career right. would be right. a boon you know you had not done price no yeah. I hadn't done anything I'm, yeah. I'm, home, I'm homeless <laughs> I'm literally homeless wow. yeah. uh, living in my car still yeah. you know I don't think I'm even working at Universal yet this is one of my first few days in yeah. Hollywood 
And um, so at the particular day and at the particular time, I go down to Merv Griffin, and it used to be on, uh, was it Hi not Highland, not maybe Coenga. Mm -hmm. It was a north-south street between uh, Hollywood and Sunset. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, Merv Griffin Enterprises is right there. And uh, you know, I, I park my car and I walk up to him thinking, wow, oh my yeah. God, you know. Yeah. Very, very happy day in my life. I'm yeah. going to meet Merv Griffin, the, the game show king. Right. I mean, and um, so I go in there and I check in, and, uh, and the lady says, Oh, you know, come with me, you know, to Mr. Griffin's office. And, and uh, a nice, beautiful waiting room outside his office, and his, his lady was there, his, his, his uh, executive secretary, and she said, Hi, Rich. And she says, uh, um, Mr. Griffin's not in today. Oh. But um, his right hand man, Joe So and so, yeah is going to see you today. Yeah. And I thought right away, I thought, now was this planned ahead of time? No. Did they know I wasn't going to meet Merv the whole yeah. time? Yeah. Was I going to meet Merv and he just couldn't make it today? Right. To make a long story short, so I meet with this other gentleman and uh, you know, certainly there was nothing they were going to offer me right. except good advice. Right. And that good advice was get some tape. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, get some tape, but you know, when you don't have a job, how do you get tape? Sure. I mean, it's a catch-22. Right. Right. I said, you know, manufacture something. Well, you can, you know, but the best thing would be some on-air, some real stuff yeah, where some, we can see, you know. Some, some studio stuff. It's yeah. so difficult in Hollywood, Dave. It's crazy yeah. difficult. I mean, it's that, that old adage, you know, how do I get experience when, you know, when I don't, don't have a job or, you know, I'm looking for somebody with more experience and, you know, but if you haven't, if you hadn't been given an opportunity for that experience, how do you get that? Right. Yeah. But they were sweet enough to see me. I mean, yeah. not that Merv saw me, but they, they were sweet enough to see me and uh, I, I knew... I mean, walking out of there, I might have been a little disappointed, but I knew, that, you know, they're dealing with people, big names, big celebrities, right. big game show guys. Right. I really just did want uh, some kind of advice or some kind of uh, uh, underling job that maybe I could start and be around production and just to get, you know, the gist of things. Sure. Uh, we want to remind people, if you're listening to this episode yeah. uh, on your traditional podcast provider, sort of like uh, Apple Music or Spotify, you can see most of the photos that we showed here today. Uh, on, on this or any other episode. Right. And uh, so go there. You can also by go, go to our Facebook page, which is important here, facebook.com uh, slash come on down podcast. Uh, again, that's facebook.com come on down podcast. So we hope you will continue the questions oh. coming our way. Oh, look uh, where I stopped it. Ooh. That's next week. If we can get our technical difficulties straightened out, we'll Dave Ruprecht from uh, Supermarket Sweep is going to be our guest next week. Yep. That uh, was he, a great show. Really fun show. Yeah. I, and he, he did it almost 15 years. I mean, uh, I think really like 13 years he did the show. So that's a long time. It is. I mean, I can't think, other than Bob Barker, I can't think of a show host that did a show that long. That's a long time. That so is. So it'll be interesting to talk with Dave. Yeah, it'll really be interesting guy. to catch up with what he's doing these days, too. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, we, boy, interesting day. Yeah, fun. interesting day. Oh, <laughs> quick a quick a little thing to throw out there, okay. and again, uh, this is sort of a tease because it's not solid yet, but I spoke with Vanna White. Okay. Uh, she's on hiatus. Both her and Pat are on hiatus mm -hmm. right now, and uh, I said I asked Vanna if she'd be on the podcast, and she said yes. Oh, great. Uh, it's just a matter of working it out with uh, the production schedule and the folks at Sony, so I'm in touch already with the folks at Sony. It doesn't look like it's going to be till mid-July or later, mm -hmm. but uh, she certainly remembered me right right away, and uh, she she was happy happy to do it. So That's fantastic. Vanna White uh, coming to a podcast near you. Yeah, she's coming on down to, uh, <laughs> to this podcast. All right. Well, thank you guys for, for listening today. Keep those yeah. questions coming. We hope you do, and we hope you'll join us uh, next week for another episode of Come On Down. 
Thanks for tuning in to Come On Down with Rich Fields. See more photos and videos mentioned on this episode, plus interact with Rich on Facebook at facebook.com slash comeondownpodcast or on Twitter at comeondownpod. Have a question for Rich? Use Facebook Messenger to connect on our Come On Down Podcast Facebook page. And remember, new episodes are live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern.